You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. Today, Rachel is speaking with Amanda Cleary Estep, children's author of the Tree Street Kids, her middle grade series. She lives and writes in the mountains of North Carolina, but has spent most of her life in the suburbs of Chicago, where her story characters live. She and her husband have a blended family with eight children who are now grown up. Amanda shares with us what led her to her shepherd's leap from the suburbs of Chicago to the mountains of North Carolina, how she became a children's writer, and what it was like adjusting from being a full-time entrepreneur to working for a publishing company. Finally, she shares advice on how we can help our children understand the blessings and development that comes with changes and leaps. If you're hoping to help and encourage your child through a leap, this episode is for you. Now let's jump in. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for joining me. I'm so excited to have you with me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really excited to uh, meet you and to, uh, and to chat today. Yes. Now, I learned about you on version, which I love version. Okay. This is just a shout out for version, And the amazing plan that you, that you had that I was actually reading to my kids about taking leaps. So when I came across your, your plan, I was like, I need to reach out to her. This is an amazing plan based off of an awesome book. And, you know, I'm doing this series where I really want to encourage uh, families when it comes to how to engage these leaps with their family. And so when you say yes, I was like, yes, amazing answer prayer. <laughs> so thank you so much. Oh, sure. so I know some things about you, but I would love for you to share with my audience some things um, just so they can get to know you more. Well, I am a children's author. I'm the author of the Tree Street Kids series, which is a middle grade series for young readers, eight to 12. And as you know, so the, uh, the plan I had written was uh, Life Lessons for Anxious Kids for version, And that was based off of uh, the first book in the series, Jack versus the Tornado. And Jack goes through, um, you know, lots of changes. The biggest one being a move from the country to the suburbs of Chicago. I love that. That is so good. Now, do you have children yourself? Are you in the um, in the country now? Like, tell us a little bit about that part. Yeah, I um, I have uh, we have a my husband and I have a blended family of eight kids. They're they're grown now. I have three children, a, a son and, and two daughters. And I I actually grew up in the country, uh, pretty far south of Chicago. But then I went to school in Chicago, and I I. I work in Chicago, but my husband and I recently made what you would call, uh, I think it's the shepherd leap. Okay. Uh, yes. We relocated from the suburbs of Chicago where I have lived my entire life to the mountains of North Carolina. And that's wow. where I am right now. <laughs> wow. That is quite a difference, right? <laughs> right. That's, that's what only- that shepherd's leap does. It's, it's this, <laughs> this huge leap um, where I'm like, okay, what am I doing? So what, what led to that leap? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure I know the answer, but we part of it was wanting a little bit slower lifestyle, wanting some property, wanting a place for my folks and and our kids to just be able to to come and 
you know, stay, visit, play, you know, eventually we'll, you know, we'll retire, but we wanted some garden space, some woods. Um, I'm a really avid hiker and gardener. And so just, just seemed like kind of an adventure at this point in our lives, although it was a hard move. I love that. You know, the word adventure is what I've been telling my kids as we're getting ready to do a shepherd's leap ourselves. I'm, I'm like, this is our adventure with God, you know? And the other day they were praying. They were like, Lord, thank you for this adventure with you. Uh-huh. I was like, ah, I love that. So I love that you said the word adventure because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> like we think that uh, adventures stop when we're kids. No, it continues on. It is a lifelong thing. So I love that. How did you get into writing for children? Well, I have always loved books. I've always loved reading. And since I was a, a child, I've always wanted to write books for kids, uh, even when I was one. <laughs> and so I, I would write in my room. I would just, I just always would, would dabble with that and write stories as I was growing up. And then when I had kids of my own, I thought, you know what, I really want to, really want to pursue this as, as, a, as a job or a, a, as a, a career path. And so I had, some, I had some work published. And then, you know, life happens. And I, I thought, you know, as, as writers tend to do, well, I'm not really getting paid much for this. And it's, you know, it's kind of a hard gig. So I'll, I'll go do something that actually brings in a paycheck, you know, all those terrible things we tell ourselves. <laughs> and, um, and so then later, when I started working uh, for Moody Publishers as a nonfiction book editor, I thought, you know, this is an interesting time in life. My kids are grown now. And I thought, what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> so like, I really want to go back to writing for kids. And I love that and, question. Yeah. And I, and I just felt like God was putting it in front of me. And, and I really, it, it, you know, those times where it just really feels like this is, this is being obedient. This yeah. is, this has been on my heart for all, all my life. And it's like, well, are you gonna, are you gonna step up and, and, and commit or what? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Was that I moment. That. I love that. You know, it, that even speaks to me because the move that we're getting ready to make is one that I felt like I was supposed to make since I was 16. And, wow. you know, in the, in that moment, you forget how long that God has been pushing you or, or encouraging you, not pushing, but encouraging you in that direction. And recently, probably about a week ago, I was talking to someone about it and I'm like, you know, when I was 16, you know what? I haven't felt like I was supposed to be here since I was 16. And he mm. brings that back up so that it's not like I'm just pulling something out of thin air and saying, I want to do this. He's like, no, I placed that in your heart so mm-hmm. very long ago for such a time as this. So I love that you just decided to answer and say, okay, now is the time you had the ideal scenario because you were already working at Moody and then you were able to just begin to launch into it. So did you already have some creative writing background and had already, you know, written quite a few of those type of things that maybe you just didn't put out? Or, you know, did you just say, I'm going to try it? I have boxes full of writing. (laughs) Um, When I had decided to commit to writing for kids again, I was working, I had gone back to working on a young adult novel. So that young adult is considered like 13 to 17. And it was a fantasy fiction and I write Christian fiction. And so I would, I committed most of my uh, train commute time into the city to working on that. I didn't know where it was going to take me. I I didn't have an agent. I didn't know 
what I was going to do with it. Moody Publishers wasn't publishing fiction. They used to. They still have fiction that they sell that was on their backlist. So it never occurred to me that the publisher I was working for (laughs) might be interested. So I just really committed my time to it, uh, to getting it done and, and working on it. And then just through a whole series of things that were going on at work, I started to have these little opportunities to edit some of our old children's books. And I, it, was, it was just, a, as you know, how God is kind of when you look back, you see all this little chain of events yes. and conversations and opportunities. And, and suddenly, well, it wasn't suddenly, but at some point, <laughs> the door seemed to be in front of me that I could pitch a middle grade series to them. And my head was spinning about it. I, I didn't have anything in mind. <laughs> I had a little bit of a directive to say, hey, something in the 90s would be fun. And I thought, I know about the 90s because <laughs> that's when I raised my kids. <laughs> so, I love so that. The books, the books are set in the 90s. And I thought, you know, being in the Chicago suburbs where um, my kids had a chance to have some of the country living, the suburban living, but also have access to the city of Chicago. So there's just kind of those neat overlaps of environment and diversity and, and people and culture and, you know, situations. So I came up with an idea for four books and, and had to go through the pitching process and committees and all those kind of things. And here we are. And I can't believe it's four books later. And the next two come out in July. It's that is God, 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 God. Oh, I love that. Now I have a couple of questions as a writer myself, but I want to backtrack just for a moment. How did you begin working at Moody? Like, how did that even come about? Well, that was a leap and that was one of your leaps. And I was in my own business. I, I had started my own business five years before. Uh, it was a writing and editing business. And I had started a business because I, I've always been a little entrepreneurial and I really wanted to have some flexibility. I didn't want to be behind a desk all the time. I wanted to be able to travel, all those, all those things that you associate with that. So I built the business for three years while I was still working at another full-time job. And then I was on my own I quit my job and then I was on my own with my business for another two years. So there was five years of that. And a friend of mine, uh, a professor, she's also an author at Moody. She, she said, I know you're not looking for a job, but, (laughs) but there's this position that I think you would just love. And it was as an editor of, of nonfiction books. And that was one of those things, like you said, where God places something as, as like a young person in your mind or in your heart. And I remembered back to, I mean, it was like crazy. It was like this, it, it, I think it was like my sophomore year of, of high school where I was like, I had to look for careers in writing and this, this thing called publishing came up <laughs> and I was like, Oh, what's publishing, you know? And that always stuck in my head that, Oh, it might be fun to work for a publisher someday. So I thought, do I really want to leave this business that I've worked so hard to build for five years and so last year had been pretty tough. So I also didn't want to be like, eh, this is getting, this is getting hard. Maybe I should give up. So there were all those emotions with it. 
But I went downtown, I applied, I, I applied, I got an interview, I got an offer, and I, I accepted. But one of the reasons I have to tell you, it felt like another leap was because I had announced to the universe, Rachel, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I would never, ever work in the city of Chicago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and the there you were, heard. right in the city of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, the universe heard, and we know who's in charge of the universe. Right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wow. You know, I love that because, I mean, the Lord directs our path, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we have all our plans. And you, you had your own business at the time. Right. And going from having your own business to working for someone is challenging. It, it really is when you are accustomed to creating your own schedule, your own plan, you know, your own setting your own deadlines, creating your own pace. And now you're under someone else's schedule, plan, deadlines and pace. So how did you adjust to that for yourself? Well, I had I had been in that kind of a situation, you know, for most of my career where I was working in an office. So that wasn't a huge change. Uh, the commute was a huge change because that could be three hours a day. Um, wow. of commuting between a couple trains or, or driving traffic, all those kind of things. The thing I was more concerned about was making sure that my current clients uh, were taken care of. Right. So I was, while I was starting a new job and commuting in my free time, I was trying to make sure that I got all of the work done that I needed to do so that the transition for my clients was very smooth. Um mm. You know, so that was really the big, that was the yeah. big transition. You were, I love how you were mindful about it for them and not just saying, okay, bye everyone, but making it a smooth transition. Thank you so much for listening. I want to pause for a quick moment to tell you about two extremely valuable resources I've developed specifically with you in mind. If you are feeling called to take a leap of faith, be it to move to a new geographical relocation, to start a business, to stay on your job, but to write your book or to start a ministry or to transition, but you are unsure, even afraid to move forward, then you'll want to grab these resources. The first one is a five leaps quick guide. And within it, you will find help as you identify which leap God is calling you to make and tools for you as you prepare, plan and execute that leap. The next one is the five leaps, five week mentoring. If you are serious about this leap, but you know you cannot do it alone, you are not alone. I want to walk with you. So for five weeks, we'll work together as you prepare for the plan that God is calling you to execute. You can find both of these resources by visiting the fiveleaps.com. Thank you so much. Now let's get back started with this episode. So now I want to go into the brain of a fiction writer, because I think it it just takes a special person to be able (laughs) to write fiction. You have to think of all these characters. How does that start for you? What is the process for you to developing the characters? Well, for me, characterization, I I love fiction and characterization for me. I love I love a story that's very character driven. So for me, it's all about who are these well, in my books, who are these kids? What's their backstory? What are their weaknesses? What are their strengths? Where do they need to grow? Where are they at in their spiritual lives? How do they interact with people who are different than they are? All, all these things. So obviously I draw a lot from, from having raised kids, my own kids. And I, I, I let them know that their lives might be a little bit of fodder for, <laughs> for my stories. And then, you know, I drew for my own life and, and, and for plot lines, it was really more like, you know, I mean, for kids, it's, 
and and just human beings it's kind of like our fears are great themes <laughs> um yes. the fear of change um the fear of being alone you know all these different things so i usually start with a theme for each of the books that i want to to explore and then see how the characters react in that situation so with jack versus the tornado it was change you know where is god in all this change how do i react to this change and the change was a big move which you and i uh, yeah. know a lot about um the second book is about stewardship of the earth and caring not just for the creatures and for the earth but for each other and then the next two books will be about well the fourth one's a mystery so that's kind of fun so they 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 revolve around certain themes as well so i love that oh that's so good and you know, as you're developing the characters, you're looking at people around you, you're looking at the children around you, the environment. I want to go to the first book, which is about change. I want to talk about that a little bit, because when we are going through changes with our family, like a change for us, a leap for us doesn't always just impact us. And I love how throughout the book, you made it very clear of the mother's role and kind of the, the friction that was happening inside of the house because Jack wasn't quite adjusting to this change the way that, you know, we want them to. I mean, I'm in the midst of that right now. Like, just understand this is what's best for you. I, I, I love you, you know. And they're like, <laughs> but my friends and my place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where did you draw that empathy and that desire to have them express that from? Was it a personal experience? We moved a few times when I was a kid and I hated it. <laughs> I hated moving. And sometimes it was just within the same town. We moved, <laughs> we moved out of town into the country, but it was still the same town. I didn't lose my friends or my school. <laughs> so, but I was not, I was very adverse to change as a kid. And I see that in one of my children and so definitely drawing from from those personal experiences and that angst and oh and but then just realizing that especially when god calls you to a change there are some amazing things happening and waiting for you um and overall that that might not always be oh i now have a nicer house or oh i live in a nicer neighborhood it might be I'm a better person. I'm closer to the Lord. He's brought some ugly out of me. Boy, and that that really happened with my <laughs> with commuting to the city. I, I, I had some real ugly attitude. <laughs> and, I love I mean, your authenticity. I, I've seen ugly in myself before, but <laughs> that was bad. So, you know, he he uses those things, of course, to make us more like him. Right. If we, if we allow him to do that. <laughs> right. Exactly. So like, even for our kids though, how can we help them to see the character development that can come through this change in the moment? Yeah. I don't know that we can do that ahead of time. I think the best thing to do is to have them constantly looking at God as they are going through the change and as um, things are swirling and changing around them, things that they don't have control over, knowing that the the one steady, constant thing, their true north is always God. Whatever direction they're going, their true north is God. 
So um, he's good. the compass. He's 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 the uh, he's the constant for them. So I think that's the direction to give them is to to cling to him. I love that because my my thought was like how how can we avoid our children being angry at God because we're saying God told us to do this right. So I'm saying. God led us to do this, this move. And they're like, okay, well, I don't like this. So now I'm upset with him, but I love how you're saying express it as like, he is our constant, no matter where we go. And that's kind of what I've been doing with my, with my own kids is just preparing them through understanding that, you know, yes, this is a move God is taking us and and leading, leading us into, but he's going with us. He knows why we're supposed to be there, but you know, kids, they, they just, they're very much in the present. You know, mm-hmm. this is what I want right now. I mean, they're, they, they come out the womb that way. This is what I want. I want to be fed. I want to, I want to sleep. This is what I want. And trying yeah, to get the them to understand. around them, right? Yeah, the world, the world revolves is, around them. That. Exactly. And, it, and I can find sometimes as a parent, and this has been my own thing, I will delay in doing the leap God has called me to because I'm afraid of how mm-hmm. my kids will react to it. What can you speak to when it comes to that? Yeah. And you know what? That doesn't change when your kids are older because it was hard for me. And because I had been through a divorce and I was, I had been separated from my son and my girls went with me. um, That separation came back. um, The emotion of that came back in a really surprising and, and difficult way for me. And so moving away from from my kids, even though they're grown and have their own lives was, was hard. And I was, you know, I think I was sometimes putting things off because I didn't want to, you know, be the one to move away from my, my very small close knit family. But on the other hand, it was also my kids who were like, mom, everything's going to be okay. And my youngest who she's traveled all over the world. So <laughs> she, she, you know, she, she has that perspective anyway. She's like, mom, it's like, you're a pioneer. You're the pioneer of the family, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, I'll, <laughs> that's a, that's a nice thought. <laughs> I, you know what, but I love that. I mean, honestly, because I think about Abraham and I think about how mm-hmm. his move was his dad was supposed to be going to Canaan and, um, but he stopped in uh, Haran and he settled there. So what Abraham was doing was he was completing what his dad was supposed to do. Like his dad had made a pit stop and he stayed there and Abraham was supposed to complete it and then go find the territory. So I like that, um, that she put it that way. Oh, I'm, I'm borrowing that. Tell your daughter. I said, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I will, I'll tell her. And yes. I, you know, I, I, I you're, you're making a great point too, that I think it's important for our kids to see us take risks and to see us take leaps. My elder daughter decided and and she's such a homebody decided that she was going to get in her car and take a road trip she works remotely so that was you know that that's helpful but i mean we were like what what who is this person you know like she's she's going on an adventure and i'm like that's that's awesome you know right. so i think it's important for them to see us do that and you know and like you you were talking about abraham i think the stories in the bible if we share those with our kids too you know, when God asked people to take leaps and to make moves, um, you know, Joshua, the story of Joshua has been a big thing for me over the last few years where he's supposed to go and, and take the promised land. And it, it, they don't just waltz into the promised land. Right. You know, when they when they when they send people ahead and, and you know, they're like the report comes back that the Anakites are there and they're, you know, 
there's big cities and big people and all these, you know, things that are so terrifying. And and they still have a, a lot of work ahead of them and and battles. So it's not just because God tells us to do it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Yeah, I love it too. You know what? You you say something that I think is a really a really good point to mention because I find that as I'm preparing to take this sleep, I have to be really mindful of who I'm talking to about it. I had a recent conversation with someone and they're like, I hate that place. And it's this and it's that. And I was like, okay, God, did you tell me to go there? If this were like, there's only one way this way. And I'm like, okay. And I had in that moment, I realized I can't talk to everyone about this because they will, they will try to tell me about giants that are in the land that sometimes I might not even have to fight or you know, certain people will tell me, but they will not just give me the problem. They'll give me a solution like, hey, you're going to encounter this, but this is the way you can do in that case, you know, if that, wow. if that occurs. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's so important that we're mindful of who we talk to when, especially geographical leap or any, you know, if someone's leaping from a job, they will get tons of helpful, in quotes, um, <laughs> helpful information and conversation. And they're like, but God told me to do this. And I, and I love to say, there are things that God shares with us in our secret place when we're talking to him. Well, he shared it with us in our secret place for a reason because it was supposed mm-hmm. to be a secret, right? So it's called mm-hmm. a secret place for a reason. And we want to share this with everyone. But he's like, no, I gave this to you in your secret place so that you could treasure it so much like Mary did um, until that time comes. And so we can learn just a lot about treasuring things until the appointed time just from Mary. So let me, as we get ready to wrap up, this was so good. I want to make sure that the listeners really kind of have an idea of if you're going into a leap with your children, what is something that you might share with them to just really encourage them and maybe words that they can say to their children along the way? Yeah, it kind of goes back to what I said before. There's there's the saying of look before you leap. And we have this idea that that a leap is 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 sudden and that we can't plan for it or we can't pray before we take it. But instead of looking before you leap, you know, you look to God before you leap. Be prayerful. Pray together with the, with the family. Um, search scripture for for stories that that show God's faithfulness in these in these big leaps. And um, it, it isn't just oh, all of a sudden I'm going to do something crazy and jump off a cliff. I mean, it's, it can be planned. You can be prayerful before you leap, but the leap, the leap is still going to feel big. right? So why not prepare for it? <laughs> yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Before we go, I really appreciate this time with you and the things that you oh, have I shared. I enjoyed it so much. Yes. So can you tell my listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find out about me, a little bit about me, and more about the books at treestreetkids.com. And the next two books come out in July. So we've got Jack versus the Tornadoes, book one, The Hunt for Fang is book two. And then the next two will come out simultaneously in July. That's The Lions to the Rescue and Mystery in Crooked Creek Woods. Awesome. And now what's the age range for the books again? Um, usually the, the, as far as, um, middle grades, usually eight to 12, I have seven-year-olds who read, I have kids whose parents read and they're younger. I have older, my, my dad loves them and he's 80. (laughs) I I love that. I read it to my seven and nine-year-old and sometimes like I'll tell my 13-year-old to come in 
like, hey, just come listen. You know, I want you to, to stay a kid a little bit longer. So come and listen. So I love that. I'm glad that they uh, that you got to read them. That's that's yes. great. Yes. And the last question is, what is your next leap? Well, I I'm, I'm thinking I'm having some nudges from God, but I my next leap might be to try to rest. <laughs> I after, love that. You know, after 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 four books in two years, and probably you know, I, I want to keep writing for kids. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, and we just made this big leap to the mountains, so um, you got to enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm just um, I'm waiting on God. That's just take we'll some time to take all that mountains <laughs> in and be. <laughs> I, I, I'm giving you full permission to make that your next leap. Rest is a leap because a lot of us do not know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, it's tough for me. For sure. Yes, me too. Well, thank you again so much. And I am thank so you, thankful Rachel. that um, you shared all the tips and just your journey with us. Well, I appreciate uh, the time to talk with you. It was great. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoy what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next week. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit thefiveleaks.com to learn more about upcoming guests, get helpful resources to help you prepare to take your next leap and join the Taking the Leap membership community. And don't forget to text podcast to 216-279-7174 for weekly reminders and more personalized leap support. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.